0: Sorry,
1: Welcome to the Obsession Digression,
2: a podcast that explores all of the cultural things we're obsessed with.
1: I'm Sam Minarchik.
2: And I'm Katie Walker. Uh, Sam? My
1: voice is back, which feels good. It's a little, like, raspy still, but I think it's actually feeling good.
2: Good. Okay. So you're, maybe you're just on a, a lower podcast register today. You know, you're like the <laughs> sexy, uh,
1: hello. Can my voice get lower?
2: It's I, I mean, I'm also married to a very low, low voiced person. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, the thing that sucks about that is that you are open to, like, like, just ridicule, like, when people try to recreate what you said. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so just
1: that like they're, like, I, I knows, was, yeah.
2: I was talking to Sam is, like, the other people day. People who
1: do my voice, like, they can't actually make their voices low enough. So, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, a garbled, like, mid pitched sound.
0: Mm. <laughs> I think is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, Grover. <laughs>
2: I love that. I (laughs) still don't know. Like, I don't even know what my voice sounds like. Like, Admittedly, I listen to our podcast after we record every time we record. And yet, if you asked me to characterize my voice, I couldn't. I don't i just don't have words for am I high pitched <laughs> or am I country? It's it's, indescribable. it's, it's just <laughs> are you I'm so a little like, bit country? <laughs> I'm a little bit country, that's for sure. Um the other Isn't it, like, day a,
1: a Donnie and Marie song?
2: I don't know. I mean I know that there is a song that's like I'm a little bit he's a little bit country. I think that's Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is them. Um but the other day. I was, I was teaching, and I was teaching this poem that has certain words capitalized, and I was like, all right, is this meant to be, as in when we text somebody now, and all caps, is like yelling. And so then I decided to reproduce. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, Sam. <laughs> I decided to read the whole poem, but then yell out the words that were
1: capitalized. I know. i really <laughs> and... getting flashbacks to so many moments where, like, in the moment of teaching, I'm like, Wait, this, this is a great idea. Yeah, this is a And then as be... soon as I start doing it, I'm like, why am I doing this?
2: Yeah. Got <laughs> agreed. I was like halfway through and I was like, this was a bad decision. Like somebody's <laughs> yeah. gonna like call the cops on me for like screaming at my poor class. I don't know. Um but anyways, voices are weird. This is this is what I what I think. This is my conclusion. Yes.
1: Voices are uh, weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, so I feel like, however, we should really start this podcast off with an apology, or I need to apologize to you oh, really? uh, simply for not knowing what this movie was oh. <laughs> and subjecting you to it because, oh no, it is the worst movie. <laughs> I <laughs> Wait, mean,
1: Katie, were you able to find it?
2: I was. Oh, where? Yes. Oh, obviously
1: you were, but where were you? Okay, we should say. We've done a number of movies for this podcast, and this is the first time we could not find it online.
2: Yeah. I had to, like, sign up for, like, temporary sign up for, like, a movie streaming service that gave me ads in Spanish. Like, it was legal, (laughs) but you had to have 20 minute breaks three different times in the the film so like an hour worth of that <laughs> yeah do but you want to plug that, that company
1: it sounds like a really great service
2: i i actually don't remember because right <laughs> when i finished watching it i deleted
1: yeah like, I, cleared, like never I cleared my
2: history and i i yeah. did the like deleting <laughs> it yeah um oh, okay actually, so that reminds me
1: let me really quick just clear out my trash can <laughs> I'm always like living in fear that we're gonna get three quarters of the way for an episode and then,
2: right? and then get a note
1: being like, No, you're out of space.
2: I think honestly I'd be at the at the the mental space where if we had to record a separate discussion about this film, I I don't know if I could handle that.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we had to if we had to ten things with this.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> like
1: no, it just lost the time. Okay, you know, so I'm actually. this happens every time I edit too, because every time I edit inevitably at some point in the process I have to have like duplicate versions of the same file and that is oh. just like pushes me over the tipping point where I will finally have a finished finalized edit and it won't let me save because I'm out of this space no.
2: <laughs> and then I have to
1: go around and like find things to throw out
2: yeah yeah Ugh, I do mess. this with uh, my playstation it's the same yeah. same <laughs> issue
1: same thing um,
2: but, but I sh- we, I should should oh, we should clarify we should clarify very quickly though that we are talking about the film get over it yes. um which Starring is a lot of people a lot of teen stars we've got kirsten dunce we've got um ben mila kunez mila, uh, mila um shane west cisco is in this cisco film. we got highs <laughs> we
1: got lows we got vitamin c we yes
2: Oh my gosh, everybody! Uh, Martin Short, also. Martin
1: um. <laughs> Short. Okay, when he first came on the screen, I was like, wait, is he playing a high school student?
2: I thought it was a Martin Short wannabe. Like, I, like the actor was so bad, I thought it was somebody who just looked like Martin Short.
1: <laughs> I know. It was confusing. And then when I realized he was playing a teacher, I was kind of disappointed and felt that actually it would have been a hilarious stunt casting if he right. played a student. Also, Mila Kunis' name, and I, we shouldn't get to this movie yet, because I want to hear how your weeks ago. But, but was her, her name was Basin? Basin? Like
2: that's, not
1: a, that's not a name. That's like an I object.
2: Didn't, I didn't even pick up on that. But, I yeah, had the, that's I had, had
1: the subtitles on. <laughs> yes, like water basin or something.
0: Why? And I was like,
1: who assigned her that name? <laughs> and why? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, okay. I also okay. should say, too,
1: you open with an apology. I should open with a disclaimer that I know... The audio on my side has not been great these last couple weeks, and that's Mm -hmm. because this mic is dying. And I've tried a couple things to fix it, like relatively inexpensive fixes, and they have not helped. So I've ordered a new one.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully
1: and I didn't get that that sweet sweet prime shipping, so I'm hoping it'll be here before our next episode.
2: Okay. Good to know.
1: But Um, the upside is it is like legit. So it's pretty much the same microphone, except that it comes in a bundle because it's like $10 more to make it a bundle. And so it comes with one of those like arms you can hook to your desk so it hangs upside down in front of you.
2: No, yeah. I am so jealous. I know.
1: I don't know if that makes any difference in sound quality, but I feel much more legit. Whoa. I imagine I will. When you yeah. get
2: that, can you please send me a picture of your yeah, of, of the setup? Because I am insanely jealous of you
1: right <laughs> now.
2: That's so cool. <laughs>
1: and it has that like black screen you put in front of your mic. So I guess like hard P's and stuff like that I'd get like,
2: uh, do you know what
1: that's called? Like yeah. a, it's not a windshield. It's something like that yeah. though.
2: I don't I don't know what that is. But now Ooh. I'm thinking I could probably very easily get Ryan to just build me like a low-class yeah. version of that.
1: He should.
2: <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, actually, I think Ryan could probably make something like that for
0: <laughs> me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually, this past weekend. Um, so just uh, as a backstory, right, we have been all over the place because a giant hurricane was headed our way.
1: Oh, my and, gosh. Florence.
2: Yeah. So um, just as I'll I'll give like a, a complete backstory to this. So uh, initially, it looks like we were going to be like dead on hit by it because we're in uh, Chapel Hill. And so the the like uh, projected path was going to like come right over us. Um, so I was like, this is this is not like that big a deal, though. Right. Like we'll buy some bottles of water. This isn't that. Huge, right? And then, um, so this is all on Monday night, and Florence is supposed to hit around like Thursday or Friday. And Monday night, I get the like alert Carolina text, and it's like all classes canceled starting now and from now until Sunday, and then we'll see. Wow. Um, and so that was the <coughs> moment where I was like, eh, this is like like our university hates canceling; they hardly ever do. So I was like, this is not, this is not good. Um, So we (laughs) live around a bunch of trees. We live in a travel trailer. um, And we were like, you know what? We're just, we're going to flee. We're going (laughs) to,
0: like, we're just,
2: like, not going to risk this. So we went up to D.C. quite early. We went that Tuesday, actually, um, and spent five or six days in dc and even as we were coming back on sunday uh another alert carolina pops up and is like monday is canceled as well um so as lovely as that was like i we had an incredible experience in dc we got to go see um the smithsonian's african-american history museum which was incredible um and a like a weird uh adaptation of macbeth and all of this stuff um and see some friends, too. But um, as lovely as that all is, and as much as I love not working, to take an entire week out of my classes is really stressful. You know what I mean? Oh, because, yeah. like, we you plan... Like redo the whole syllabus. Yeah. And so I had to redo two syllabi um, for both of my classes. And actually, I did it twice because when we got that first alert, Carolina, I was like, all oh, right, we'll be back on Monday. So I sent my students a new syllabus. And then on Sunday I was like nope that syllabus is not gonna work either I'm gonna make another one for each class um so that all happened and then I had an incredibly busy week and so it's just been like our entire lives have been like just such a mess you know what I mean like uh we haven't done laundry in two weeks and um like when we left there was food in the fridge that now is no longer edible Mm -hmm. food and just like everything is kind of like all over the place um but i yesterday made it a priority this is where this is all leading to Mm -hmm. um so i have as you know sam our setup is we have one bedroom in the front of the house and that's where we sleep uh, and that's the, you know, family room. So it's me and Ryan and the two dogs um, all sleep in this one room. Uh, but then we have a another room in the travel trailer, and that's what I call my video game room. Uh, and so that one has a TV and a tiny, tiny bed set up in it. Yeah. And so... Yesterday, I was like, listen, I know that we need to do, like, a ton of cleaning, and I've got to do, like, grading, and it's just, like, this is a really tough day for us, Ryan, but I'm going to need you to build me a cup holder from my video <laughs> bedroom.
1: <laughs> and we're really going to need to make that top priority.
2: Exactly. I'm like, so your list of getting, like, new tires... And you know, like getting the oil changed, all that—just scrap all of that. Yeah, don't even want today, you. To, I don't want that
1: list to cross your mind until today. Today is about this cup holder <laughs> because <laughs> I, I got the new
2: Spider-Man game, and I knew I'd be spending a lot of time in that back video game room. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, and one final thing—just mentioning the Spider Game movie. I am <laughs> such an. <laughs> the <imposter>. Spider Game <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man movie <laughs> or game. <Damn> it. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man video game it's a it's spider a game movie game. colon
1: the video game
2: <laughs> well this absolutely proves my fucking point because i am such an imposter playing this game i know nothing about spider-man i, I know am like even doesn't he sw- deliver pizza yeah i haven't even seen any of the movies like not even the toby Maguire movies i've never oh, you're seen not missing
1: anything they're so I, shitty have yeah. we ever talked about like sam Raimi on this podcast
2: no god no. he's
1: the worst i really cannot like he is one of those people where i cannot wrap my mind so okay there are examples like This is a hot take, clearly, but Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg does nothing for me. That said, totally understand why other people love his movies. Sam Raimi, I do not get why people, including critics, love his movies. I have seen most of them at this point. I've seen all three Evil Dead movies. I've seen Drag Uh, Me to Hell. I've seen the Spider-Man movies. They're all uniformly bad to me.
0: Mm, mm Mm-hmm.
1: But he keeps getting I good seen reviews.
2: Any
1: <laughs> and don't. Can't recommend yeah. them.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad. But I'm playing this game. Also, Tony McGuire's
1: is... the worst. We can agree on that, right?
2: Oh, yeah. He's just like.
1: Resting sad eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. What else he's in, like, I've just immediately forgotten whatever else he's been in. Like, I just, I don't care. That's, he's in that's um, how much. The Ice
1: Storm, which is like this bomb movie. It's really mm-hmm. good. And he mm-hmm. plays Kevin Klein's son, and he's just supposed to be this, like, really nerdy, mopey, losery private school student. And so I was like, pitch perfect casting. <laughs> <laughs> but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyways, sorry, I was like, yeah, Tobey Maguire. I'm, I'm still sorry, trying can I to derail
1: think. this one more time?
2: Of course, of course. Speaking
1: of Tobey Maguire, also blows my mind that Michael Sarah and Michael's game is based off of Tobey Maguire. Because I no. cannot imagine Tobey Maguire being that... Dynamic a person?
2: No, yeah, that's just Michael wrong. Sarah
1: to out dynamic someone is <laughs> wild to me. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs>
2: also wrong, feels yes. very wrong.
1: <laughs> but so sorry, the Spider Man Spider Game movie, Spider Game
2: movie game man. <laughs> uh, so. This I you know, I get that he's actually the most popular superhero ever, right? He he outranks Batman and Superman. Really, according he to He does. Yeah, I looked this up last night. He he outsells, especially in merchandise. Oh, got it. Um all of, so Batman, Superman, and the Avengers combined do not reach up to how much money Are you serious? they make off of, of Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um is hard to believe right because i know nothing about him so i'm playing this game that is like very beautifully done it's an incredible game um and just like the mechanics and the art and the open world all of that's really great um but oh and i hate that i said really great (laughs) like (laughs) that phrase has been ruined uh but i'm trying to convey my enthusiasm for it but i know nothing about the backstories at all and so it's like oh we've got to go see venom and i'm like who's that you know and
0: like, yeah. <laughs> I feel,
2: yeah i feel like people would just be disgusted with my lack of knowledge and yet yeah, like playing this game i don't know just it feels mm-hmm. wrong with Batman wow. games, I'm like, all right, like, Penguin, I've seen you. I know who you are. I know what well, you deal yeah, is. Well, yeah, of
1: course, you know any Danny DeVito reference. Yeah, though.
2: I know, <laughs> right? This game, I'm like, like I got
1: You me. ran for mayor once, right?
2: <laughs> I got nothing. What a weird
1: plot game. line to have in a Batman movie, by the way. It's that like Penguin, penguin is... running for political office.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Proto uh, Trump hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Involved in all this shady shit and people are like, Mm -hmm. We want it. Yes. Uh,
1: Oh whoa. Wasn't was Christopher Walken a Russian in that movie? No, I think he was German. Mm, Yeah. Oh well.
2: Okay. (laughs) Close though. It was it was close. I would love a a scenario where like the the Batman movies have have accurately no, I would not love
0: Predicted the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready for real world like vigilanteism. Like, oh, you're not ready for I'm that? Not, I'm not ready for that. I'm okay with like collective action, and I'm glad that as Americans we are relearning how to do that, but mm, uh, just a, one, a one-man a one vigilante is is, uh, is something I don't think we're structurally prepared for.
2: <laughs> true, true. That reminds me that, the, um, I don't know, for some reason, <laughs> this is not that funny, but it is to <laughs> me. You know how people say, like, he's up to no good, right? Like, that's just mm-hmm. a cliche we have. I've started describing people who are doing good things as, he's up to good. But I say it like... <laughs> yeah.
0: I say it, like, with a disapproving
2: tone. <laughs> I'm like, he's up to good. <laughs> like, Ryan um, is volunteering for... He's uh, always up to good. He's always up to good. So, like, today he's, he's at a um, Beto O'Rourke, um phone bank thing in Durham, Aww. like, where... You, they're like calling people and trying to convince them to vote for him and all that. And I was just like, "You're up to good today," and I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, anyways, that was a lot.
1: As he's walking talking. out the door, you're like, "And where's my cup holder?" <laughs>
2: no, he actually he followed through on <laughs> the cup holder. Oh, uh,
1: you I gotta, like it?
2: Yeah, I love it. It's perfect. It, <laughs> it, um, it's like it's 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 at the height where. Oh my god, this is gonna be so revealing. It's actually Wait, at a height Is it
1: right next to your Doritos towel?
2: <laughs> it's um <laughs> no, it's it's at a height where I don't have to sit up. If if the cup has a straw, I could literally like turn my head. <laughs>
1: oh my god
2: that was deliberate that was planned by Uh, the way it's really yeah i have a problem with just laziness in general (laughs) Um,
1: Uh, that's amazing
2: so my life is is okay right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. how are you sam
1: (laughs) oh i'm good (laughs) i'm good nothing as exciting as the cup holder um, I actually am like living out the most Seinfeld in a right now where oh, I got like a cash award at work for something, which felt good.
0: Whoa, I have to congrats! spend it.
1: Thank you. I have to spend it by the end of the quarter though, or it goes away. Oh, <gasps> okay. So I am just getting like, all, like the coldest feet over like how to spend this. And I'm like, just spend the money. It's fine. Like just put something on your card. But yeah. I'm overthinking it because I was like, okay, I should use this to book a plane ticket home for the holidays. And then every time I go to do it, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go home for the holidays? Also like,
2: boring.
1: Yeah, I know. That's you the need thing like too. golden like, plated
2: shorts or something.
1: That's what you do with that money. Just some really embellished shrill for my front teeth.
2: Do not um, ever listen to me with financial advice. Um, I know.
1: But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a really fancy mic for podcasting. I'm going to be the most like legit podcaster ever. And yeah. I was like, mm, that's like too indulgent. And then I was like, oh, I need some clothes. Let me get some clothes. No, and then I was like, that's too indulgent. I'll just put, I'll buy, like, a more modest um, mic, and then I put it on my own card instead of my company card.
2: Damn it, Sam.
1: And then I went to go get clothes, and I was like, oh, I should charge this? And I was like, well, I don't want, and I was like, is, are there, like, hmm, is there, like, a semiotics of, what you charge to your card, or something like that, where it's like, well, do I need to be thinking about like what's going to look impressive or register in certain uh, ways, right? Or is it fine if it's just like Everland, a hundred dollars, you know?
2: Yeah. Okay, this is that's really tough because
1: so I know. here's how and it goes. So I've been also. like going to like hit submit order on like seventeen different plans, and I'm like, mm, gonna hold off. And now, like, the quarter is ending very soon, and I need to charge it, have it processed, and re- request reimbursement before the quarter closes. You need to
2: you need to just fucking buy a book that's, like, how to um, support Google's mission. That's and, exactly
0: <laughs> it.
2: And make it clear that the receipt shows that title. Um, yeah. And, so you're like, I just, I wanted to improve, y'all. I just wanted these. Um, I thought,
1: how can I make myself even better?
2: my brother i had a a related situation where uh last week was my birthday and so i got gift cards Mm -hmm. and whenever you get a gift card it's like i don't fucking want any of this stuff you know what i mean it's it's always when you have to spend it somewhere um but my i always
1: feel even if it's something i knew i wanted from the start like let's say I was like, man. More than anything, I hope I get this for my birthday. And then I get a gift card that enables me to get that object. Mm-hmm. I still feel sad when I exchange yeah. that gift card value for it. I don't right. know why,
2: because it's like the gift card's like unlimited potential. potential. Yeah, yes. and possibility. You're like, maybe I could uncover something else at this store or a different mm-hmm. object. I don't know, but um, this is it's the, tough, the dark dude. side
1: of desire.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: that nothing's ever going to fully capture it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is why I just spend a shit ton of money on stupid stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Keep going and. Going. And each time
1: you go, this is what's been missing for my life. <laughs> I'm gonna be a happy person once I get this. Spoiler alert: I won't be. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like that double-sided puzzle. You remember this moment mm-hmm. where I got a double-sided puzzle and I was like, "This is it! Like this is the height
1: of life my happiness." Does not get better.
2: <laughs> and I did both sides of the puzzle, and I was like, "I need." Wait, to get can this you do one side plus.
1: without doing the other side?
2: I mean, you could, yeah, like, you could what be like, all right. Well, like, you could do, like, one side of the puzzle.
1: Oh, and then take it all apart.
2: Yeah, and then just be okay. like, okay. I'm done. Yeah, or you could I'm do never
1: going to look at the other side.
2: Right, right, Branders yeah. Grinders
1: to flip it over, you're like, no, 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 <laughs> walk away.
2: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> we never speak of the other side. <laughs>
2: we, I do not want to talk about that other fucking side of the puzzle. Um. <laughs> But yeah, even even double-sided puzzle did not did not work for me because as I was done with the second side, I was like, get this shit out of here. I don't want to ever see this again.
1: I want to get this out of my sight. Uh. <laughs> I want this emblazoned cardboard in the trash. <laughs> no,
2: actually, I think I, ha- I have a problem because there's a stack of... Uh, puzzles that i've done that is now as tall as i am in our house what yeah because i've done like let's see i'm looking at it right now it looks like there's about 20 puzzles on there um and so i've done them and i'm now i'm like what what do i do with these and so i think i should donate them but they're but i'm kind of scared because what if in my dismantling of all these puzzles i like left out a piece and so then I donate this puzzle to say, <laughs> like, assisted living or something. And I've accidentally given them a puzzle with a piece missing. Like, wouldn't that be devastating? Yeah.
1: I mean, what you could do, though, <sighs> just to have certainty is just to hedge your bets and decide to be up to no good and purposefully move, remove one piece from every box. Because <laughs> then you know for sure. Like, you don't no. have to live in that uncertainty anymore.
2: <laughs> I... Um, one of the worst things that has ever happened to me, <laughs> this is how privileged <laughs> I am, is um, one Ryan,
1: of the worst.
2: Ryan stole one piece of a puzzle without telling me. Uh, and that's hit amazing. it. That's amazing. And then um, for Whoa, two weeks... Whoa, Ryan's
1: sneaky revenge. He
2: was up to no good. So for two <laughs> fucking weeks, I was just, like, searching frantically for it, and I had to... I Like, there was this sense of unrest unless I unless I put in that last piece. And then, like, one day, without even telling me, he just, like, put it in the puzzle, and I was like...
1: That's you. amazing.
2: <laughs> so, but that's all to say, I understand the sincere epistemic anxiety that comes with doing a 1,000-piece puzzle and only having 99 pieces. And I would never, ever want to impart that I on I wouldn't wish soul. that on my
1: worst enemy.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I started talking about this. Oh, double-sided well, you puzzles. know, desire. desire. Yeah, You desire. know, I can talk about
1: desire because I was mm-hmm. thinking about this too because the, they usually, like, the talk track goes something like this. Like, uh, m- material objects and things aren't going to bring you – Joy and the millennial thing is like we don't care about objects or commodities or, or possessions, right? We care about experiences. And that's largely been true for me. Like, as a minimalist, I don't like having things after I get off this podcast. I'm, I have deep cleaning scheduled. So I'm doing laundry, sweeping. I'm going to throw out as much as I can, take more books to the bookstore. Um, But I also, like, I talk to a lot of people my age who travel a lot more than I do because they are further in their careers and have more (laughs) disposable income. Um, And I hear their stories about how they travel, and I'm also not convinced that, like, that's a particularly, like, satisfying thing either. Because how Mm. most people travel is they go somewhere really, you know, expensive, they get really good food, they go out to some, like, cool bars and clubs, they go on the beach, and they take a bunch of nice Instagram photos, and they leave. And... If you do that once, it feels really cool. But if you do that at, like, seven different, like, locales, then yeah. all of a sudden, like, those locations all feel sort of interchangeable, right? And then it's right. like, well, you're not really going anywhere. You're not truly, like, philosophically encountering anything.
0: hmm Yeah. And so I
1: go, well, what does it mean to, like, travel in a way that's going to be more satisfying or that would, like, challenge me or do something that might, uh, I don't know, stave off that sort of, like, unrest that desire usually causes?
2: Sure. Yeah. I think that's tough. I think it just... uh, Like, for me, it's just that I'm into theater and history, so there's always, you know, there's always, like, a show to go to, and, um, like, usually I'll skimp on food and Mm -hmm. eat something shitty. Same. And then go to, like, an expensive museum or something, right? Like... Yeah. I don't know, but um, I also love things, so... (laughs) I'm, like... I'm not the, like, typical you know, millennial like, oh, it's all about experiences. Like, no, they I actually know like, because want
1: you're living stuff. in a, a trailer, right? And so you go, okay, like trailers, small apartments, right? Like But
0: it's packed. That's- <laughs> you know what I I you just said. Did that not throw a- out those
1: pinatas when you moved.
2: No, there is <laughs> those a- Legos
1: are still in your possession.
2: Five foot two puzzle tower and gained a veto <laughs> cutout. And
0: <laughs> it's it's
2: not Uh-oh. I mean, I don't know. Um I, I, and maybe this comes from my background too, of like not having a lot of things, you know, like not being able Mm. to like purchase things. Um, and so just like then needing to kind of accumulate objects or to have, I don't know, like I literally have maybe five comforters. We have two what? beds in the house. I have five comforters.
1: What? Well, you do have full season, so I can see like a summer comforter and a winter one.
2: <laughs> oh, I've never thought about it in those terms. <laughs> oh, no? You're like, no, these are all. <laughs>
1: no,
0: these
2: are just like in case I needed another comforter. I don't know. It's just like a, a hoarder's mentality, uh, slightly. So, yeah. yeah That's that, why, Marie like. Marie
1: Kondo, that trailer friend.
2: Mm hmm. Oh, man. That's why uh, Kindle is so hard for me because I love it and yet, like, I can't show you physically that I own these these books. No, yeah, that's hard, that's,
1: that's <laughs> no joke. I am so dissatisfied when I finish a book on a Kindle. I think I get a lot of, like, joy, and, <laughs> that wasn't a Marie Kondo joke, I get a lot of satisfaction out of actually seeing myself progress through a book, right, by measuring yeah. how, like, thick the pages are in my left hand versus my right hand, you know what right. I mean, as I'm reading. Yeah. Like, and when I don't get to do that, I'm, like, saddened by the process.
2: Dude, do you do this thing? I do this. So when I finish a Kindle book, you know how like you'll get to like uh, 95% and then yep, the last 5% I know exactly what you're gonna say. is just like background index material or whatever. And you're like, right. no, I'm going to fucking swipe, swipe through this all so that it says 100%. Yeah, I do not care
1: how <laughs> long I have to swipe. We right? are getting to the end of this. Yeah.
2: It's, there has, I have to get that stamp. This is why I understand I don't use this. But I understand completely those people who use like Goodreads that like kind of publicize which oh, books they've yeah. read.
1: But uh, to that um, same point, I, this is why I'll never start Goodreads because I feel like it's too late.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: I can't go back and remember every book I've ever read. If I started this when I was like fourteen, like yeah, it'd be a really I totally cool. good read archive everything mm-hmm. I've read. But
2: yeah, um, yeah. And I have such a faulty memory that I just like completely forget. <laughs> that I've even read books, right? So I'm you should
1: like, be a Goodreads troll and just start leaving reviews and describing plots that never happened.
2: <laughs> or ascribing like really bad Shakespeare's teen adaptation plots to great works of literature. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Should we get into it?
2: We should. We okay. should get into It. wow, Over
1: wow, wow, wow. What a movie. It, just, <sighs> it didn't even feel like a movie. It felt just like I a fever dream. Like it I finished like, it and I was like, how was this a movie? Like how did Kirsten how did Dunst and money? Cisco end up in a room together? You right? know what I mean?
2: Right. Um
1: And she my... was like I thought she was like truly a star at this point. And I could not fathom how she ended up with such a weird assemblage of misfit toys of actors, you know?
2: Well, I mean she I mean she definitely was, right? This is like Same year, or right, like right before, bring it on, and of course, like she's been famous forever since Interview with the Vampire, right?
1: And Um, let's not forget Jumanji.
2: Jumanji, (sighs) right? And there was another
1: year. Is this?
2: (laughs) Oh, um, wait, no, never mind. I was like Mm? Jurassic Park, and then I was like, no, wait, that is a different blonde young girl. Yep, different
1: blonde. Um, We never saw her again. Yeah, but she um, knew what? What was it? A Linux system? What is the software? I know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
2: there was one more, like, movie she was in as a, as a young'un, though, and I'm uh, totally forgetting it. was the one? Uh,
1: Crazy Beautiful?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, yeah. I'm thinking of a different one even from that one. Oh, so. weren't we
1: talking about the one, uh, Dick, that she's in with Michelle Williams, where it's like, I oh, don't yeah. remember the plot, but they basically somehow are, like, uncovering, like, Watergate or something. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. really weird.
2: <laughs> oh, can you hear me typing on my phone? You can, right? Mm,
1: um,
2: no. Okay, good. Well, I'm I'm Googling Kirsten Dunst because that's going to drive me crazy if I don't remember that other very famous movie she was in. Um, very famous movie. Little Women! That's what oh. it is! Thank you!
1: Yes! Oh, of, what a... What a Great Winona Rider performance, <laughs> Dude, yes. You know I. We've She's talked about made a comeback. I'm, love Winona Rider. I'm not convinced by the comeback. I I'm, and it, it brings me no joy to say that because oh. I want nothing more than to see her succeed, but I can't. It is weird. No, and I feel like I'm the villain in this situation. I'm up to no good when I say this, but You're up to
2: no good.
1: I. It's so hard for me to find her convincing as like a mom. Villain. And just or even as an adult, like she still oh. she doesn't look like a teenager anymore, but she still is just has those wide eyes and like her voice. So like it's it's someone like I have not been able to un- like accept her aging. And it feels <laughs> like a really like weird guy thing to say that's mm. like ru- actively ruining <laughs> an actress's like role potential or right, something.
2: Right. She just like she, I'm still thinking of her as a. Yeah. As a teenager. I, get, I mean I get it, yeah. But But I, I
1: want everything for her. I want her to find those roles that work for her.
2: Right. And yeah. I think
1: she's great. <laughs> you know, the movie theater around the corner for me had a Winona Ryder movie marathon. Awesome. I wanted to go. But the tickets sold out in like two seconds and then it turned out it was the weekend I was in Portland anyway, so Eh,
2: okay. Well
1: Yeah. I mean you, you can like always
2: you can always people choose.
1: like Google Innocence, Heathers, reality bites. Yeah.
2: So good. Yeah, I could also just,
1: like, watch them by um,
2: myself. So we, Winona Ryder is not in Get Over It, thank God. No. Um, it's my attempt at a transition. <laughs> but they once start together. In Little in Women. Way. Yes.
0: <laughs> thank you.
2: That's the connection. But um, Get Over It is a 90s Shakespeare teen adaptation. Very, very fucking loosely based off of um, Midsummer Night's Dream.
1: Right. And so these are students who are all... For reasons the plot has determined, performing, staging, excuse me, a musical version of Midsummer Night's Dream Mm
0: -hmm. for their high
1: school, while also sort of, like, living out loosely the plot of Midsummer Night's Dream in in that everyone is desiring someone who desires someone else.
2: Right. Um but it's there's so many plot holes in this that it's not even I like this is tough Sam we have got a task in front this of is us here
1: truly like Momentous. they were just making writing pages on the fly
2: right they're like and it then let's have this happen
1: and then this up you know and you're just like this may what it, it is it was hard to track character motivation from scene to scene even.
2: Well, it's, it's clear that, or not clear that, but it very much feels like somebody read Shakespeare once, maybe a few years prior to then setting down to write this uh, movie. Um, and it, so it feels almost like a teenager. So in some ways it's ironically appropriate, right? Like it's almost like a teenager has written an adaptation of Shakespeare.
1: With I guess you could say too, though, like it feels like someone has watched a few teen movies and arrogantly was like, oh, I can do this.
2: And just mishmashed everything. Yeah, yeah stereotypical about a teen uh movie or even i mean some stereotypical 90s um slapstick humor even is thrown in there right um can we talk about
1: what's missing though
2: what is missing
1: there was no taxonomy of high school groups in this movie that's true and you know what i realized i was lost without it i needed that because Hmm. here's my question from the jump, I, I, having seen this movie from start to finish, I still cannot answer this question. Who is popular and who isn't?
2: Right, because you know, the,
1: the main ben character Foster, is like a
2: jock, but is he's he? also... I he
1: was a nerd. No, because whole, he's like
2: on the basketball team, and it's like... I, this is
1: what was confusing, is because I thought the opening was telling us that he was a nerd because he's sitting alone at lunch. Okay, here's the opening. Ben Foster plays this guy named Burke... A lot of weird names. And yeah. Burke grows up on the Martin. same block as A- Allison. I almost called her Amazon. Yes. I don't know.
2: Amazon. Yeah. No, <laughs> Amazon. Allison. Yes. Um,
1: then she's Prime shipped away. And then she moves <laughs> away. But they, like, were, think, like, best friends and, like, had these little crushes on each other as kids.
2: Yeah, he and it's away. so gross the language he uses, he's like I know. we played doctor and then years I did not later like that. we played did doctor not like that. again. And I'm like, yeah. that's disgusting.
1: I know. So if you're old enough to play doctor, you're old enough to say have sex. Like,
2: yes. Right. Let's not
1: be like just gross about Fucking. it. Fucking. Fucking. Fucking.
2: Up to no good. <laughs> Up to no good. Um,
1: so, um but my my question is though. The movie kind of opens with that quick flashback to them as kids and then to the present day wherein she transfers to his high school, runs into him, and they immediately start, like, making out and dating. And the (laughs) way he says it is something like how lucky he is to be dating, like, the most beautiful girl. And I guess, like, regardless of one's own social standing, they should be lucky to be dating the most beautiful girl. But his, his, his look and the fact that he's, like, sitting alone... And mm. how they style him, I just thought, like, oh, he's a nerd. And the reason that she doesn't recognize him as a nerd is that she knew him, like, all of her life.
2: Right. But then I –
1: mean, and he's, his friends are, like, nerdy sidekicks. Like, Colin Hanks has no – has yeah, like, no reason to be playing a popular high school kid. You know yeah, what I mean?
2: Yeah, but then, like, he throws a big party and he's also on the right. basketball team.
1: Well, and you go, okay, if they're popular, who are the unpopular kids? Are all these, or is this, like, one it was single the social tech strata? Kids.
2: The theater tech kids, maybe, right? Because they were, like,
1: stoners.
2: Yeah, that was weird, though. Like, yeah. I do not understand
1: And then you why. go, well, is Kirsten Dunst supposed to be dorky or something? Because she's so, like, well-read and artsy? <laughs> but that didn't seem right, either, because then oh. she's at, like... A pool party in the next right, scene. Right, in a
2: very skimpy bikini. Dude, there yeah. were some,
1: okay, some of the clothing options, I feel like such an old guy saying this, were made me uncomfortable because I was like, wait, is she over 18 in this movie? Right. Because they put her in <laughs> things that are, are very revealing.
2: Very skimpy, yeah. But that's Even part in, of like, the... the toga,
1: It like, her costume at the end.
2: Mm-hmm. Got was, like, that whole kinda... leg showing.
1: Well, yeah, and you can see everything, even in the chest, <laughs> and it's like, eesh.
2: There's I hope also she was like okay with this. moments. This is slapstick nineties comedy, right? It's almost animal house like where there are moments where yeah. women's shirts get ripped off and like yeah. there's a moment in a restaurant where like a woman's boobs are, are exposed what, and this like little that? kid just is like, yay, or something. I don't know. It it's even just, has like
1: the stupid sound effects, like boing, 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 boing. you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so getting back to this opening really quickly, right? Like we meet this this guy, then we don't know his status. Um, his name is, is it Brett or Brent? Uh, or Burke. Burke? Burke. Okay, Burke. Um,
1: I didn't remember ben his name. I have IMDB up, so just yeah. <laughs> you're wondering. I was um, double-checking, confirming that Mila Kunis's name is Basin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I mean... I'm sorry Ben Foster, but you are in no realm like a teen heartthrob like in any way. No, that's what I mean, uh, like having him
1: sing Allison in like a gap sweater and baggy khakis. I was yeah. like, no, this has to be a nerd.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. And like then why was Kirsten Dunst into you too? It just like <sighs>
1: makes no sense. Uh.
2: Um, but she so Allison and him are dating and then she uh, somewhat abruptly breaks up with him. And so this is, like, the first two minutes of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then we immediately get, for no fucking reason... <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm so glad you're bringing this up.
2: A, a musical scene where people are dancing in the background. You've got the stereotypical postman dancing with the delivery FedEx yeah. person. And uh, the song itself doesn't even sound good. It's Here's what's
1: confusing to me. I didn't know until I got to the end of credits. That's vitamin C. So... He is, she dumps him. She gives him a box of his stuff. He leaves her front door. As he's walking towards the camera down the driveway, the garage door opens and vitamin C of the famous graduation song yeah. that everyone played at every graduation when we were kids right um, emerges with like a group of backup dancers as they lip-sync love uh, will keep us together. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It would be one thing if it was the actual band that sings that song or if it was an original vitamin C recording of that song
2: it's neither it's yeah. weird
1: to have a group of dancers follow him when they're simply lip syncing someone else's song
2: right right i
1: couldn't wrap my mind around that
2: i and i at first i didn't know that i didn't recognize it was vitamin c it took me a while no i didn't um, know until the end and so i had to i at first i was like why is this other girl from this high school following him (laughs) around? Like, why is this happening? And so this establishes very, very loosely a kind of running motif in the film, which is that um, his character has these moments of of fantasy, basically, where he's imagining, and we see played out, his... um, just what he's, pers- like, what he's imagining, basically. So, um, a lot of that is, um, based on the play in Midsummer's, um, but some of it is not. And it doesn't flow, and you never know when these no. moments are going to appear. <laughs> like, you d- you're you not prepared for it. You are not. And when not- you
1: say, go into a fantastic space, that fantastic realm is literally, like, a bad green screen CGI of, like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> as it goes to this, like, Computer game rendering of like a forest. Yep. With like bronze lighting. And yep. he uh, And then he just acts out scenarios where he's either humiliated by Allison's new boyfriend or like humiliates Allison's new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And at that point I thought like, I'm just getting like portrait of a serial killer vibes from him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it oh, is yeah. okay. From the movie's perspective, it's like, oh, we're just going into this imaginary realm. But no, this is someone. Who is periodically like, blacking out to go to their like happy place to rehearse?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's so funny you down. say
2: that because uh, my obsession this week is the uh, American Crime Story Versace. Is um, it good? Oh my! I only watched God. the
1: first episode. So good. I meant good, to go dude. back. Okay, it's
2: incredible. Um, but so it just
1: upset me. That one scene really freaked me out, and then I was like, I need a break from this. When he puts duct tape over that guy's mouth and dances. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it that that continues, but it also gets okay. really
1: good. That um, <laughs> will be back. <laughs>
2: but so, anyways, I so I literally finished the last episode of that, which is all about you know a, this young man becoming obsessed and um, you know creating fantasies, etc., and making up lies. I went immediately from that to this movie. (laughs) And so, like, it definitely put me in this headspace where I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, stop it. Stop. Like, there's, you know, moments where uh, Ben Foster's character, like, appears outside of Allison's house. And he's, like, watching her make out with her new dude a lot. Um, That is
1: fucked up.
2: Very fucked up. And this is Um, so
1: 90s or early 2000s because... The movie, it never even occurs to anyone in this movie to question whether his behavior is okay. Right. It is entirely justified from the jump that, like, (laughs) she dumped him. And so he now has the right to obsessively follow her everywhere to compel her. I mean, really, like, to bully her to get back with him. And, and his is main, up. it's
2: really fucked up. And so, his main device for this, of course, is to apply or apply to ugh, Headspace, audition for the high school production of A Midsummer, which she is going to be in. The only reason she's in it is because yes. her current boy toy is also into it. Um, and his name is Stryker. Is that right?
1: Mm, Stryker. Going to IMDb. Um, Bentley Stryker Scrumfeld.
2: Okay, so they call him Stryker. Stryker.
1: Because that's a boy band name.
2: Okay, yes, he was in a boy band. He's also english or australian or the worst (laughs) worst fucking accent i've ever heard it's i know it's
1: terrible (laughs) he's played by an american actor
2: it's played by shane west he's a sexy dude like he's like you know like i remember his er days where i was like look at this new doctor showing up on the stage um here he is not pulling it off um at at all like so his his character is obviously very ludic he's playing a boy band jerk jerk dude basically who comes in and seduces allison um and he's very full of himself etc uh but even sorry go ahead sorry
1: no all right quick quick digression i know why i know shane west Mm -hmm. he was in this show (laughs) this is embarrassing um in grad school i had like a bad fever for like a few days and i ended up spending the entire day in bed binging this show called salem about this oh, yeah. woman in Salem, Massachusetts, <laughs> yep. back during witch trials who was an actual witch decided to use the opportunity to like foam in paranoia to turn the town against itself to cause it to destroy itself.
2: Of course, as and one does.
1: It was a great time. Listen, mm-hmm. it's a wild ride. It's a ton of fun. I think I recommend it. Um <laughs> you
2: don't, don't remember most of it,
1: but he was in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um he was like john abrams or something in that or something like yeah
1: oh you've seen it too
2: yeah i have seen it yeah. oh, so good <laughs> um but shane west is not at his best in this film and i think part of that of course is that his character is just pure shit um yeah. as is and the I've movie said it itself once. so i'll say
1: it again it is so weird to me how thin all the men are in these movies so
2: tiny yes all I mean, all of them are. Like even, even Cisco and Colin Hanks, like the sidekicks are also
1: like, <laughs> I mean Colin t- Hanks continues to be a thing. But I know I guess what I mean is like it just I don't think I realize how drastic I guess like our ideas of how a a, a man or at least like a teen heartthrob, should look have mm-hmm. changed in the last fifteen years or twenty yeah. years. Because yeah. like you could not I don't think be you could not headline a teen movie being that like thin anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You've got to, you've got to be at least a little beefier, a mm-hmm. little bit um, toned. toned, 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 beefiness. <laughs> I don't know if that's Jax. a real thing, but that's what you're going for—is toned oh, yeah, let's, beefiness.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's do
2: it. Yeah. All right. Let's create Beefy, a. Let's create comma, a. But toned. <laughs> let's make a gym. Um, how do you make a gym? We'll do that. Um, a what? A gym. A, a workout a gym? house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A workout. <laughs> you and I will create a gym. Called, a
1: gym, <laughs> called okay.
2: Beefy, comma, but also toned, and
1: mm-hmm. then we'll
2: and we'll have a tiny question mark at the very end, Um, and th- like that'll sell. We we will make a ton yeah. of money. I because think so. People... We
1: should a question mark at the end. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna leave just <laughs> a little bit of room for ambiguity.
2: Yeah, exactly. Where I mean.
1: someone goes, they are beefy, but are they toned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it. I,
2: I think yeah, we'll make done. millions, guys. Trademarked,
1: um, patent pending.
2: Beefy, <laughs> comma baton, duh. Uh, that's us. <laughs> Don't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tiny, tiny boys in this film. Um,
1: <laughs> They're called uh, this the Swing Time Lads. What's the the boy band name?
2: Yeah, for um, Strikers Group, and they actually so not only do they show a video of him, like, a music video of him from his former boy band group, but then the play itself has boy band dancing and singing in it, too, right? Yes.
1: Can we also... The the scene where they show his music video, you see um, um, uh, Allison and her friends watching it because they're sort of, like, checking out, like, who is this guy that just met at the party who was sitting on Allison? So they're watching his video, but then the scene just, like, cuts, the frame cuts to Allison sitting on the bed watching, and her hand is on the CD player. Yeah! And so I was like, wait, are they playing his album, like, as they watch the music video? I, I that
2: don't know. just feels know. redundant. Yeah, I don't know what they, I, like, there is, it is not clear at all what they are doing in that moment. Yeah. Um, so, huh, okay. We should then move on to, I think, Kirsten Dunst's role in this, right? Because she is... Mm-hmm. The younger sister uh, to Colin Hanks, but only by a year, so it's it's made clear yeah. that it's not like Sanctioned. too creepy, yeah. Um, and he, of course, Colin Hanks is the best fr- friend of uh, Burke. Yeah, Burke. Burke. Uh, S- yeah, where
1: does Cisco <laughs> fall into that trio? Cisco it's is clear also that Burke and Colin Hanks' characters, seems Felix, are very close. Mm-hmm. And then Cisco is sometimes there and sometimes not there.
2: <laughs> Cisco is like, so he's on the basketball team with them. That's one thing. I, though it's, is Colin Hanks on the basketball team? I don't even remember. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he is. So Cisco's on the team with them. Also, Cisco's in love with uh, Mila Kunis' character, Basin. Um, yes, I, yes, Basin. Basin. Uh, Basin. Who is Kirsten Dunn's best friend. So. Cisco uh, also joins the theatrical troupe, basically, um, again, in a, in a strategy to, you know, win his lady love by participating in the play.
1: Also- yeah, and that really actually explains why, how Kirsten Dunst becomes part of the plot, because mm-hmm. Burke wants to join the play just so that he has opportunity to be around Allison and to like monitor her involvement with Stryker
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: to get in, he needs help. And Kirsten Dunst says, well, like, I know theater, I can help. And so their friendship um, begins with her kind of coaching him through, like, performance and acting and reading dialogue.
2: Right. Um, Yes. And they grow closer and closer. Of course, like, they're spending a lot of time together.
1: And, and girl. Girl shoots him in the arm with an arrow.
2: Right. That scene did that. Not- and then, of course, like, the next day, he's, like, up and dancing in, <laughs> in the play. It made no
1: sense. They it also felt like follow. a direct ripoff from 10 Things. Like, because 10 Things did a much better job of, like, integrating, like, weird physical humor. Right. And, like, over-the-top comedy. In a way, this movie just couldn't... Like, the way that sh- the scene was even shot, like it didn't feel like fun and silly. It felt like, oh my god, she just shot him with a crossbow. <laughs> it felt have, like alarming. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. The only thing that works humor wise in this movie is the dog Do not say the Chester.
0: Dog. <laughs> it is <did> not <laughs> the
2: dog Chester. So they, there's no, there's no reason for this to to be happening but uh Kirsten Dunstan and Colin Hanks are babysitting their aunt's dog Chester who humps everything and so like there's the first time we meet him is it's Colin Hanks and you can't see what is making a, a plastic tree move and mm-hmm. there's like a few minutes of this tree moving while Colin Hanks is on the phone with Burke and then at the end you of this conversation, he's like, oh yeah, this dog just humps everything. <laughs> and you're like, why,
1: And it just why? becomes this runner through the movie where every once in a while there would just suddenly be a dog humping something yes. or someone.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am all about it.
1: And <laughs> this movie, it just gets so over the top. And you know what, it's funny, over the top of ways that <sighs> reminded me of so many movies from this era. Where it's like mm. these are scenes that are just made to be in trailers to make the movies seem more sensational than they really are. Right. Like one of the ways in which his friends take him uh, friends like try to help him get over Allison is they like take um, Kirk what's his name again Burke to Burke. Burke to like a sex club or something.
2: Yes. Where With-
1: randomly he is chained, lifted in the air, and Carmen Electra shows yes! up. Yes. <laughs> What?
2: Carmen Electra for a hot second is there.
1: Before Um, it's busted by the police and then he's left hanging from these chains while everyone else leaves. And that also made me angry when Colin Hanks and Cisco are just like, see ya Yeah, no way. You guys are you guys are bad friends.
2: Yeah. Also, speaking of bad sidekicks, side, side characters—they're up to no good. They're up to
1: no good. They yeah. are up
2: to no good. Uh, another bad element in Burke's life is his parents. Um, <laughs> so it's Ed by. Jr. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's okay. There's by great joke.
2: What's so the joke? So sorry.
1: The the joke in um, the show Happy Endings. I love that sitcom. Is that uh, there's one season where one of the characters opens a food truck. And to honor Ed Bagley Jr., they make an egg Bagley Jr. sandwich. <laughs> <But> that's
2: it. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but don't let me stop you. Uh,
2: okay, so the parents are uh, like they run this, or they they host this uh, relationship sex show, and so the 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 quote unquote funny thing about them is that they are constantly like encouraging Burke to like actually do bad teenage things right like they're like oh yeah you should be having sex or they're like when they pick him up after he's arrested they're proud of him because he's being kinky and they're like do you want to go home and masturbate or do you want to go get yogurt that's mm-hmm. that's actually like i'm that's not making that up yeah no. <laughs> They say, Do you want to go home and polish your rocket or do you want to go get yogurt?
1: <laughs> yeah, usually <pros> and he's like frozen yogurt. <laughs> it is That's like so, so
2: fucked up. Like, that he, his friends throw a party at his house and they show up, and you think it's going to be the like, oh no, the parents are here scene. But instead, they're like, oh, right. Like, we would have hired a DJ. And it's like, Burke, your life sucks. Like, if your know, parents like, are. Your parents seem to understand,
1: like, let him rebel. Like, Put some, lay some boundaries so that he can cross them.
2: Also the on their show, Coolio was there. Just, I know. Just so we have more cameos in this movie in case you needed it anymore. Coolio was like two seconds top just looking really shocked by their behavior.
1: Yeah.
2: Just so you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was delighted to see him. <laughs> I also really like, so Ed Begley Jr. obviously loves seeing him every time. Um, they also the character actress who plays his mother I like because her first name is Swoozie. Swoozie. like Susie w- with a W. <laughs> and I just see her in movies like Once in a Blue. I'm like Swoozy
2: Swoozy, <laughs> what you doing here? <laughs>
1: is that
2: you, Swoozie? Is that you? What you doing?
1: Uh, you yeah. up to
2: no good? Are you up to good? <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm beat it
1: to death. I am searching. This cast list on IMDb for the name of one remaining character we have not talked about yet, and okay. she's not on here, which is confusing to me. Oh, oh and no. Peter Wong. Peter Wong, what a weird character. Oh. What is. How do. Hmm. Alright, do you want to talk about Peter Wong for a second while I find this other actress's name?
2: Uh, I don't know which character Peter he Wong is. He is like the
1: star theater kid.
2: <gasps> oh, that, I knew Ooh. I recognized him.
1: Could sing opera? Uh, uh, multiple parts.
2: Yeah, but he was he... singing like
1: multiple parts of the same opera, and I didn't get like wh- where the joke was.
2: Also, the the streaming thing I was watching the sound was kind of off, so it was very very fucking unclear whether he was actually singing. <laughs> um, oh no, like, he is. Both He's parts? Doing... Is that <laughs> he right? Is. Oh, dude! And so
1: part of the joke is that, like, his voice can still go, like, high enough as though he is one of those young choir boys
2: still. (laughs) He's castrated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that was the question. I was like, wait, is there a joke in here about this, like, that I'm just, like, not picking up on? I don't
2: know. I I don't know. Like, I saw him, and I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. I've seen him before. And then I immediately forgot him because this movie... (laughs) does these, like, it's almost like a strobe light with its, like, in and out of different scenes, so
1: Yeah, no, it's perfect. That's such a good way to put it. And we also he he gets, like, the boot (laughs) halfway through the movie because someone who we'll get to who's accident prone falls on him and breaks both his legs and so he can't be in the play anymore.
2: Right, right.
1: And that's what gives Burke his opportunity to get a main role.
2: Right, he gets to play Lysander then, yeah. Um, Finally, I, I just think that we should give just a slightly more attention also to the fact that Martin Short is a um, theater uh, director at the school. He apparently has a PhD or something. He calls himself doctor. But he, too, has these weird moments yes. of fantasy that are actually shown in a thought bubble, right? Like, right. on oh, screen. So stupid. And they I mean, I are really like, too like, This long. is
1: pre-30 Rock Jump Cut. You know, yeah. they, well never or Arrested Development also did the jump cut really well, but like surely someone could have pitched that over like an animated thought bubble appearance.
2: Yes, right. There should have been some way. And it goes on forever. Like it's not just like here's a like five second thing of him failing in life in some way. It's right. it's literally like a minute long of him so you see his face and then you see thought bubble with a tiny scene reenacted that makes, like, that actually is not at all interesting, right? That is not, oh, not ever moment. adding anything to the humor of the moment. Like, it's it's never, it doesn't have any substance whatsoever. Um,
1: you know who I did love, though, who is tied to Martin Short, or Martin Short's character, is um, his assistant, Jessica. Jessica? <laughs> she was, like, easily MVP for me. She was my favorite character. <laughs>
0: She's like, um,
2: she's like moving, <laughs> coming through here. It's Jessica. Yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> she was pretty good. I'll yeah, I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, actress her, co- her comedic
1: timing was easily the strongest out of anyone in this movie. Yeah. she's just like doing this very low-key, deadpan, like self-serious, like theater assistant who's like mm-hmm. overly deferential to Martin Short and taking everything way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she
2: she deserves a solid uh solid. Pat on the back got for out. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so the other character, though, is Dora Lynn Tisdale.
2: Oh, okay. the accident I, girl. Um,
1: this felt to me like we've written a movie. It's only 60 minutes long. We got to pad this out.
2: Mm-hmm. Also and to so, show a blonde's boobies also. Like yes. We have and to, we
1: need, we need yeah,
2: more boobies. Yeah, we can boobies. get away with, like,
1: a quick cut of tits and still get PG-13. So let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So basically what this is is another attempt by Colin Hanks and Cisco to get uh, to help Burke get over uh, uh, Allison is to set him up on a date with Dorland Tisdale. She's like an Australian exchange student. Is that right?
2: I guess I, I, they did she not an explain accent, right? her accent. She's also, okay. she was also in a, a coma it. for like six years. Yeah. So <laughs> she's also presumably around 24 years old like in high school yes just so you know she
1: is yeah she's way behind on graduating because she's so excuse me so Is that it was
2: i hope you get was that a hiccup
1: you hope i get what
2: i i hope you uh get three more
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll keep you posted <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> that, this weird moment where because okay here's the thing is that when we record these we're so disembodied you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you are literally thousands of miles away from me as we were recording this all and sad. so which is sad but then to have a moment where like i'm reminded of the fact <laughs> that you are like a physical person yeah it's just it surprised me as all and so anyways i That's i like hope you don't have having...
1: any to hold in farts at work <laughs> it's the same it's the same phenomenon because you're just like i'm using my brain all the time and my mouth and i feel like my body is just there to like transform me from one meeting to the next and then i'm reminded i'm a full body
2: oh, right i'm a disgusting human body by mm-hmm. the way just like farts and burps and has fingernails which are so gross yes
1: yeah, like yeah. if you read um any like more contemporary versions of like phenomenological ontology like they use i forget who the author is who uses this phrase all the time but throughout her entire book she's like what does it mean not to be a human and not to be a thinker but to be a sweating shitting body (laughs) and like this the sweating shitting body becomes this just like repeated phrase throughout.
2: yes i was like well it's not not untrue." thats i mean that's that is a fact that is a real that's a thing that happens constantly (laughs) it's just ugh well
1: but I don't know how to getting, get back to
2: the movie I from know, here. I was
1: like, <laughs> you know who wasn't sweating? Because she was in a coma, but she might have been. Um, so Doralyn is so accent-prone, but everywhere she goes, catastrophe happens because of some little thing she's done. Like, she'll bump into a table and I'll set up this whole long, like, domino chain of that leads to, like, the restaurant burning down. This the restaurant the scene game.
2: was the worst of all so of these. stupid. Just, it stupid. lasted, <coughs> again... Way too long. um A guy's. And it was gross, too. Like, that was a tongue that got bit off, right?
1: No, no. It was someone choked out a piece of meat they were chewing on.
2: Oh, okay. I thought it was at his actual tongue that. Okay, can I tell you the grossest thing? Then gets dirt fried. The, the vomit? Uh, oh,
1: yes. That was actually, like, so off putting. I.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't find that much was, in
1: this movie funny, but I found that like particularly like really unfunny. Like I, that was just gross.
2: I thought that that was the most. So Colin Hanks at one point, I think it's Colin Hanks, vomits yeah. in the punch bowl and then people drink it, which is so. Because they like, didn't realize,
1: and then they're like, "Oh, this this punch tastes a little funky, right? Uh, and then someone was like, yeah, and there's like chunks of something in it.
2: So if I had I'm to rate, oh, why? If if I was like in hell and they were like, you have to watch either that. Or the bug movie that I was talking about last week, over and over again, I would be like a hundred percent bug movie over this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. it's no, it's no question. <laughs> it's so gross, like, it, ugh, um, and just like, just so superfluous, right? Like, we didn't need that to be to no. make this movie. If they were
1: funny, like, sure, at it, but it's not. It's just right. gross, ugh. And then so same with the Dorland Tisdale stuff. Like, it's not funny. It's just like. She's this bombshell blonde, and it's an opportunity to, I mean, one, reinforce all kinds of really, like, sexist, misogynist things about, like, women being ditzes and hot girls being airheads, Mm -hmm. but then also to, like, rip her shirt off.
2: Right, right. Uh,
1: And then uh, during the scene, so this is the thing that lands her in a coma, is that she's running, and somehow her top comes off, and as she's trying to cover her breast, she gets hit by, like, a... Like a dune buggy or something or a beach patrol car and so we watch her get like violently hit by a car and sent flying across the beach and we're supposed to like laugh at that and that was really odd to me
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: basically no burke goes on a date with her the understanding is like she's so desperate to go on a date with anyone because no one wants to be around her because she's so accent prone yeah so she spends the whole conversation reassuring him that like those days are behind her then he like this thing where he goes went to the bathroom and as she as he leaves to go to the bathroom, she bumps something, sets all this chain of events, the restaurant catches on fire, he comes out and just sort of rolls his eyes like Ugh,
0: Check oh, please.
1: What's like go. what what an inconvenience. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have wasted my time. And <laughs> it's like so bizarre. Like mm-hmm. you should be lucky to be dating someone or on a date with someone like so gorgeous as that,
2: right? Like, like have uh, you have you looked at yourself, sir? Have that's you what I seen? mean. Are you a nerd?
1: <laughs> Are you a popular kid? I cannot get a read on this.
2: Right. It does. It. Huh. Okay. So, anyways, and then basically you, you realize
1: that she has just been threaded into the plot so that Colin Hanks will have someone to be dating at the end, right? As he like has to get over the fact that his best friend his is son. now dating his younger sister because, spoiler alert, he and Kirsten Dunst fall in love,
2: right? Through the play, so the play,
1: through you know, the power of theater,
2: it's the power of theater. They they actually show you know the um, the play itself happening, and it's really terrible and um, oh boy, yeah, it is so bad. But it kind of um, felt a
1: little bit like the Disney version of Hercules.
2: <laughs> no, I love that movie because it's got Peter Pito in it. That movie's great. Also, their soundtrack is way better. Bless my soul, Herc was on a roll. Also, this is when you
1: <laughs> this is where you understand why Cisco got this role because heretofore he has like four lines none of which he, he delivers very well and then suddenly for most of the play it's clear the writers were just like we could write more songs but we don't feel like it so yeah. we're just kind of Cisco dance a lot. <laughs> and he's so he a good just runs this on the stage he's very good yeah.
2: yeah um so yeah there's most of the play consists of uh, Cisco dancing and Stryker remember so Allison has realized she's seen Stryker making out with her best friend a completely different character that we don't even need to talk about uh, but uh, so she throughout like in the performance is like oh you know I really should go back to to Burke um, and Burke as the play is being performed he hears Kirsten Dunst sing her own song Um and decides that he's into her. And Stryker, mm. meanwhile, has decided to murder um, Burke through like lighting effects, like literally blowing him yeah, up. Can we talk right. about like how violent that is? It was weird. Yeah, he's he literally pays the tech guys that we've for seen like for $47? Yes,
1: 47 like forty
2: seven dollars. Yes, forty seven bucks. That's kind of a low
1: price for murder. <laughs> yes,
2: to basically set off an explosion uh, to i don't know like dismember Burke, yeah um and so that that plan goes awry and striker himself is um the one who gets beat up basically or electrocuted right and that's
1: because and so one of the, oh, oh sorry
2: well just because burke has rewritten the play in the moment and decided and so that that's he, like yeah
1: like one of the jokes of like the the movie like the biggest punchline it's building to is that Burke has the audacity to rewrite Shakespeare by changing the ending so that he can choose Kirsten Dunn's character instead of choosing Allison in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means, though, is they, because it was such a sensation, because it was so well-received by that crowd, they now have to perform it exactly that way for the remainder of the show's run, which means they have to blow up uh, or electrocute um, <laughs> Shane West every night then.
2: I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, the, I think the play's logic demands that Or the movie's logic. (laughs) I think it's okay. Um, Yeah, so that's the ending. Fortunately, we don't get... So I think, you know, one one thing that you might have expected was, like, for Allison to kind of be punished. You know what I mean? For her to, like, go off crying and being like, ah, like, I've really messed this up. We don't get that. And I was actually very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, like, I... I thought about kind of reuniting with him. He's not into it anymore. Whatever, you know, and that's, that was okay. That's I was right. like I was into that. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Shane West is electrocuted. Martin Short's um, celebrating because the play is actually a success. And various people have been coupled off. So Cisco, because he's, dancing has um, you know convinced uh, Mila Kunis that he's alright because and... he
1: improved her dance moves
2: yes <laughs> right I mean that, that makes sense um, that's all it takes people that's all that's all and then we end up back in the fucking fantasy forest of Burke's mind I no
1: I was like please I can't go back <sighs> here again
2: <laughs> um, so we're there they're like together and then we get the entire end credits is Cisco and vitamin C dancing together <laughs>
1: Uh, You know what, I gotta say, it was tough too, because Cisco and Vitamin C are both, like, exuding so much confidence, and the way they're singing and interacting with each other, Mm -hmm. it's like, we are just two stars just having a ball, (laughs) we're gonna be around forever, and just, like, knowing that neither of them go anywhere, that was, it was a tough watch, it was depressing, having just, like, the knowledge of the future weighing on me as I watched their innocent idealism or confidence.
2: Did open a store recently on Rodeo Drive called the Thong Bong. It was closed. <laughs> it was closed down, but there are plans to reopen it. Wait, what does the Thong
1: Bong sell? It, it
2: literally sells both thongs and bongs. It sells marijuana You're like, products. you like,
1: it's bank loans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like how I just said marijuana products. Um, marijuana
1: products. Um, <laughs> marijuana um, can products I tell you thongs, I yes. also did some research. into. I was obsessed with Cisco by the end of this.
2: Yes, as you everything. should be. Yeah.
1: Um, He had a brief bout of film fame, so he is in this movie, Get Over It, and then the same year he was in um, an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. In 2002, a year later, he's in Snow Dogs playing Dr. Rupert Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Then in 2003, he's in Pieces of April. Then three years later, he is third billing playing a character named Mo in a movie called Surf School. And then nothing for eleven years until mm. he's in this show called Kinda of Funny the Animated Series in one episode. Oh. But I also found out from his Wikipedia during those lost years, he is in I think five different reality shows.
2: Yes. Oh man. I need to I need to devote some of my life to watching Cisco reality TV shows. I have um, some. especially
1: do. because one is called Going Country. And then the other what? He's on Going Country. He's on a um, a Big Brother celebrity. He's also on Celebrity Wife Swap, where he swaps quote his current girlfriend, now wife. Uh, Also, during my research, I looked up. I know she's his wife because I looked it up. They were married earlier this year, and during the reception, he performed himself the thong song
0: yes
2: as you would
1: <laughs> yes
2: as you would finally uh, they can be um at sanctioned, own
1: that is so strange.
2: revealing of the song it's no longer a listen yes it's a sanctioned thong uh mm-hmm. revelation Ugh, cisco i love no him. Cisco.
1: he seemed like a nice guy uh, I wish him the best
2: i mean you have to can admit, like can we ever oh, forget ahead. the thong song like we will be no. 95 years old. Yeah, you're I right. won't even know who Shakespeare is anymore, but I will yeah. know all of the lyrics to Thong Song. I will
1: sooner, yeah, forget...
2: Ooh, that booty so scandalous. Yeah. Every
1: Faulkner novel before I forget Thong Song. <laughs>
2: He's made his mark. He's made yeah, his mark. Yeah, truly.
1: An indelible stamp on cultural consciousness.
2: Yes.
0: Ah.
1: Okay, I'm looking at my notes, and I just have two things left, and they both have to do with our female protagonists. Okay. First, Allison, I think the greatest tragedy around this character is this character is a void. Oh yeah, she has zero personality, and you just go like, who is this person outside of being just the most basic object of desire?
0: Yeah, right. Do we learn
1: anything about her or what she wants or what she's doing?
2: Nothing. We know Tom
1: Hanks points out they're going to college, but we don't even know where she's going to school.
2: Yeah. No. No. I, I. Yeah, <laughs> got nothing for you there. Uh, she's a complete blank, yeah. Um, in part because this movie is trying to fit in 40 fucking characters, and, I mean, you really can't, like, I guess, develop her without losing some of the, like, Kirsten Dunst development, maybe? I don't know.
1: But, the Kirsten Dunst development, though. Yeah. Okay, this is my other, this is my Kirsten Dunst question. First, I wrote... I feel like Kirsten Dunst is always threatening to go a little cross-eyed. <laughs> Watch a Kirsten Dunst movie. You will not be able to unsee it. But I kind of put her in a category uh, with like Natalie Portman where they are interesting to me because they're two actresses who are capable of giving really good performances but also very frequently give very bland performances.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would and, definitely like, agree with that.
1: Where would you... Put this one because I think she has like such a natural sort of charisma and charm. But
2: mm, I think there's also
1: nothing to this role, right?
2: Right, but I think in this movie, just by the simple fact of contrast with everyone else, is like everyone else <laughs> no, terrible yeah. acting. That she. So if if this were a movie where everyone else was kind of bringing it, you know what I mean? Um, bringing it
1: up. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> then. I, I think we would be a lot more critical of her, but because, you know, like, she's really the only one who's trying here, <laughs> I want to give her more weird. props. I
1: wonder if she thought originally... I wonder if originally there were more, like, A-listers attached. Because it's so weird to see her in this movie with a bunch of no-names.
2: But are they no-names? I mean, they become... Like, some yeah. of them become big names. But this is, like,
1: pre-that 70s show, pre-whatever-made-Zoey Zoe saldana famous You know ben foster is not i mean ben foster gets consistent roles but he's still largely a character actor like he isn't Mm -hmm. a recognizable brand right
2: right right yeah
1: shane west has never really taken off colin hanks has never taken off
2: yeah yeah i don't know Uh,
1: speaking of that though they're both in fargo Dude, season two of Fargo, that is a stacked cast of great actors. And Kirsten Dunst gives the best performance.
2: Oh, really? Season. I've not yeah. seen this. I, I she feel killed ashamed it. To, that I... No, don't feel ashamed. I haven't seen it, but um, I i heard that it's, like, consistently good, so... Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, world, dearest world out there. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. If you're out there.
2: If you are out there. I... Would highly recommend not watching this movie.
1: (laughs) And great news, you can if you want to because it's nowhere on the internet. Right.
2: Thank goodness. Um. But I did like the dog humping thing. So
1: (laughs) it was so bad. It just made me think of like, oh, what was this movie? It's called like Saving Silverman. that had like, um, what's his name from American Pie?
2: Oh, uh. Another forgettable guy. I know you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, he was.
1: He was also in Orange Is New Black. Uh, uh, I forget his name, but yeah. he's in that with like Jack Black and Amanda Pete. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just like these goofy scenes that were featured in the trailer, and then they're in the movie, but they're so shoehorned in, they have nothing to do with the plot. So like, one is like somehow he's wearing like like vibrating underwear that gets electrified, and mm-hmm. so he's like freaking out in the restaurant. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. then, I don't know and it's like, like this has nothing to do with anything like why are we watching this it's
2: because the writers like at, at the moment were like this will be hilarious and then an actual execution they're like no this actually this yeah. cannot work this just can't Ugh. um so yeah i think we should move on to our obsessions though right i think so okay good um, so I'm
1: gonna go oh I'm sorry, unless you want to go first. Oh no. <laughs> like, I so, was about so back to, ask to me. You, <laughs> uh,
2: it's only fitting that I dominated the first half of this show that you should <laughs> you should definitely go first. What are you obsessed with, Sam?
1: Okay, so as is my tradition, I'm coming to a TV show way after everyone else has, and I'm Yay. gonna talk about it as though it's a new discovery. Yeah. You know, I'm, I still have not gotten around to Bob's Burgers, and I'm going to oh, finally no. watch that like three years from now and be like, have I got a show for you? <laughs> um, but I'm finally watching Barry. Barry! And
2: I told I, you, dude. I, I know, told you.
1: I know. Here's oh, the thing. So it good. stresses me out, and I, I love, love Bill Hader, but I can't totally tell if I like his performance.
2: Oh, I think but it's incredible. I think it's like the, the best performance. The best, <laughs>
1: the really <laughs> great, the really great
2: performance.
1: The performance I know I love though is Henry Winkler. Yes, <laughs> I'm like just like living for his performance right now, and I want to go like make a like, an easy jump from Martin Short to Henry Winkler because mm. he. I just read he won an Emmy for it, and I think he deserves it, and he's so so good. And so see Barry enjoy it, but in particular enjoy. Um, performance.
2: That's solid, dude. I, I absolutely endorse that endorsement. Cool.
1: What about you? Okay. You
2: uh, so I, I already mentioned it, but um, American Crime Story, Versace Story, mm. it's just so well done, I thought, at least. Um, it's really...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, okay, it's obviously about, you know, a crime, but it's really about um, how especially in the late 80s, early 90s, um, how, like, I mean, just basically, like, all of the fears, anxieties within gay culture, like, so you get a very kind of close view of, um, like, how, you know, how hard it was to find somebody. And then, of course, like, the kind of legal response to crimes when they are, um, you know, victims who are gay. And so one of the most poignant moments in the show... Is uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he's really great. Um, Schmidt from um, New Girl. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. So he plays a Ben
1: Ben Greenfield. Yes, Greenfield?
2: yes. So he plays a you know um, drug addicted homosexual man who knows from the past or, or relatively recently um, Andrew Kunnan and the the killer, uh, and he gets called into the police office and he says a police office, the, the police
1: office. <laughs> he's to the principal's office. and, and he,
2: he gives this incredible um, soliloquy where he's like, you know, when, when Andrew killed uh, two, two gay men, you didn't care. And whenever we die, when we get sick, you don't care. It's only because yeah. this is a celebrity that this has really become a sensation. And, you know, it was so. it's just like, it was an incredible, um, Just narrative at least I thought about just all of the different ways in which they were you know harassed but also ignored and also even within gay culture itself how uh hard it was to find connections and I don't know it was just an amazing at least it it brought up some issues that I hadn't realized before about um representations of gay culture too so that's all yeah, the same. That say. sounds great. Yeah, I all highly right. recommend it. Um, I will go
1: back and finish it.
2: Yeah, I think you should. That I... reminds
1: me too. Did you watch the other Ryan Murphy series that's set in the '80s about gay culture, um, Pose?
2: No, I didn't.
1: Oh, I really recommend that. I don't think I brought it up on the show, but um, that's really great because it's about like '80s New York like ball culture, okay. like you never saw like Paris is Burning, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, like voguing and all that. Um, but it's, there are, it features a lot of, like, trans actors, which is pretty unprecedented, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really great thinking about, like, the kind of philosophical and social dilemmas, right, internal to that group that they're debating. And one has to do, to your point, with to what extent do they engage with the, with the outside world and to what extent do they just try to keep what they're doing as like a sort of secret community like totally cut off so they know they're just like safe right from the outside world you know like and that's like such a compelling conundrum to watch that show think through and to watch these characters debate um yeah it's really really good and i don't know i think shows that really look at community not just as a nice thing but as like a vital necessity yeah just uh, again just well, as a necessity that, it's really moving.
2: That it also exposed the fractures within that community too so that you, yeah you don't right. really get a sense that this isn't like I mean it's not I mean any human society and any human group is never going to be perfect, right but I think um, it doesn't ideal um, it doesn't it doesn't paint a, a beautiful picture of it, right it's a it's a more kind of honest look at least in my viewing or my interpretation it is so um, oh awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, speaking of um, beefy, comma, but toned.
1: But toned. <laughs> We are finally Go getting on? to
2: a beefy man next week, right? Because we're, we're talking about um, she's the man. Is that correct?
1: Yes? No. Okay. Beefy okay. man? oh please. Okay.
2: <laughs> Did I fuck that have up? We to figure
1: out. No, no. This is the sixth episode. Let's just do nine episodes this season. So, yeah. She's the man. Because I just realized... We technically usually do eight episode seasons, but we have three left. So let's do She's the Man. Okay. And then we're going to get to our two, like, outliers. Yes. Um, one a tragedy, one a comedy.
2: Yes. So-, so My Own
1: Private Idaho and Renaissance Man.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I might not make you do Renaissance Man. We'll see. <laughs> um, but next week, I think this movie is going to be... So it's very goofy, but it's fun. And we've got... Um, Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing? I can never remember his name.
0: <laughs> and
2: uh, and Amanda Bynes. So it'll be it'll be some fun stuff.
1: I've never seen it.
2: Oh man, you're in for a treat.
1: What's it called? She's all that. No, she's that's...
2: she's she's. Oh my gosh, she's the man. <laughs>
1: she's the man. I know, I have. I, I just pulled up the document two seconds ago. Okay, she's the man.
2: Yep. All right. Nice. Do it. That's it. All right. right.
1: You want to close us out?
2: Yeah. Um, so this movie again would be infinitely better had Billy Zane been mm-hmm. uh, had mm-hmm. he played Burke even even would, though he would it have been too old, been better. It would have been a lot better. Uh, so mm-hmm. we we dedicate this episode to you, Billy Zane.
1: Always. This Every episode. episode and all episodes.
2: Our our gym will be called Beefy but Toned? Question mark and then. In like very small, very small text. (laughs) R.I.P. Billy Zane. All
0: right.
1: A Billy Zane joint. (laughs) Bye. All right. See you next week. Bye.